Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news. I am NZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. Um, and Layby and HP. Uh, what's the situation with that? Especially uh, now that we've got the numbers, uh, you know, leading up to Christmas, so forth. We've also got some numbers on uh, life insurance and dodgy dealings there. Uh, it doesn't look good. And uh, the councillor in Wellington who wants a ban on tunnel tooting in the Vic, Vic, uh, Vic Tunnel. I forgot what it was there for a minute. Uh, but before any of that, uh, does not speaking the language uh, that is commonly spoken where you live hold you back? Seems like it would. Megan nearly went on to warn students that if they continued speaking in their native tongues, they might find it difficult to get placements or internships at a later date. Offence was taken, and an international fury saw Megan nearly step down from her position. And it reminds me of a fuss some years ago at an Auckland supermarket when workers were told to speak English in the staff room instead of conversing with their fellow countrymen and women in their own languages. And there was a bit of a to-do about that, and it was accepted that if you are in a common room with other people from other cultures and countries, English should be the lingua franca, and you could save your personal conversations for your own break time when it was just one-on-one. I totally understand that assimilation into a culture is greatly aided by being able to speak the language of the country. But it is so frustrating to be in a, in a country where you cannot speak the language, and that's happened to me a couple of times. When words are your thing, when words are our you know, best way of communicating, to be reduced to monosyllabic, one-dimensional, basic conversations is incredibly frustrating. I have so much more to offer. There's more in me. It's just that I don't have the complex vocabulary and grammar knowledge to construct the conversations to make them see all of me, all that can be me. Just, may I have the loaf of bread and a bottle of wine, please? You know, that, that's about all you can get down to. I agree that learning the language of the country you choose to live and work in is of paramount importance, especially if you want to belong. But I can totally understand why slipping back into your mother tongue with a fellow country man or woman would be such a relief, not having to torturously construct sentences in your head and then try and get them out. Surely it should be acceptable when it's a private conversation between mates as opposed to a general group conversation. And I'm sure this is an issue that we have in this country as well. I mean, this is, I find this hard because sometimes even when people are speaking English, I have no idea what they're on about. And when I say sometimes, I mean most of the time. Especially at home. It's a problem. Uh, now, is uh, putting things on the never-never, uh, lay-by, HP, is that a growing problem or a reducing one? Although these schemes cost the retailers to run them, the retailers are saying that they find the increase in sales and repeat business is worthwhile. One payment software company founder describes what we're experiencing at the moment as a lay-by renaissance, and one that's being driven by young people who are accustomed to and who like convenience. Technology's made it all so much easier, of course, hasn't it? We pay, wave, press a button, swipe, and the deal's done. It's fast-paced, it's, it's easy. A little too easy. But that's what young consumers want. And what young consumers want, retailers will provide. And I get that we need flexibility and convenience when we're shopping. That's all good. But do we really need 
everything right now. At the risk of sounding like an old biddy, it does make me wonder what will happen to our ability to defer pleasure to the discipline of waiting for something, for saving up, for working towards something that you have truly earned rather than just grabbing what you want, when you want, and worrying about the details later. The other sting in the tail for consumers using lay-by schemes is that they encourage you to buy more or spend more, which is, of course, a total paradox to the current Marie Kondo throw-it-all-away trend. Afterpay schemes are great if you want to spread the cost of a purchase, for example, that you were going to make anyway, sure. But if it's millennials snapping up things they can't actually afford and are going to struggle to pay off later, I can't help thinking it's better to just save up. I had a very pleasant experience recently whereas I bought something off a guy online through his website and I didn't have to pay anything until he had uh, built it and bought it to me and delivered it. He was very nice. And then he said, oh, just, you know, pay when you get around to it. I'll send you my bank account details. That's the way you should do business. Probably not the way a lot of life insurance companies have been, according to uh, the report that Yvette McCullough was telling Andrew Dickens about. Yvette, this does not paint a pretty picture. No, it's quite a damning report in many ways. It really doesn't show overall the industry in a very good light. And uh, Adrian Orr uh, sort of started the press conference saying that they are really wagging their finger at the industry um, to sort itself out. Um, And they've found, you know, they haven't found widespread uh, misconduct or anything like that, but they have found several instances of poor conduct and things that that may be considered misconduct. So things like examples of companies... uh, charging customers for expired policies, uh, being sold policies that they couldn't legally use, or people being charged twice. Uh, So they're saying that overall there's this culture uh, that isn't putting customers above profit and that uh, the industry has been slow to pick up on things that have been highlighted in the past and isn't really that interested in uh, assessing the risks uh, and um, that, that is really exposing itself to some of those misconducts that we've seen in cases overseas. Uh, and although they've you know, given those examples of some of that potential misconduct, they haven't named and shamed them. And so there was some criticism uh, in the press conference about you know what sort of you know how much teeth there is behind this report and why they haven't named and shamed these people. Uh, and uh, the Reserve Bank and uh, the FMA were saying that. They need to have more information and that these people are, you know, they don't have enough to, you know, lay it out there and say who's exactly doing what. So uh, more investigation would be needed before they get to that point of um, actually saying who exactly has been potentially uh, doing this Mm. misconduct. Uh, And as well as that, the big uh, focus was on the issue of not putting customers above profits and also on the commissions and sales incentives, uh, the structures that they have. Uh, for these companies, particularly around those intermediaries who are often the people uh, actually selling these policies, and that there seems to be almost a bit of confusion with these companies in terms that about who they're serving, you know, who their customer is, whether it's those people buying the policies or those intermediaries selling it. Um, and they're really pushing for uh, those sort of incentives to uh, be scrapped uh, or calling on the industry to tell them you know, how they're going to keep that sort of model but then mitigate these risks. Mm-hmm. There's some real issues there. Um, if you want an unreal issue, of course, there's the uh, Wellington councillor 
who is campaigning against people honking in the Mount Vic Tunnel. Wellington Mayor Justin Lester has just called this a bit of fun. Why have you taken on this cause? I'm the uh, portfolio leader for transport strategy and operations for the city. Uh, It's in my interest in that respect. It's also in my interest that I'm a ward councillor. I'm Haitaro born born and bred. And uh, for many, many years, I've walked through that tunnel. Not not frequently, but I do walk through that tunnel. And I know the hooting of the horns is just one of the reasons why it's an unpleasant experience to walk through the tunnel. So was this sparked by feedback you've had from people, from pedestrians? Yeah, I was just on uh, on Twitter last night, coincidentally, and uh, Living Street Aotearoa, the uh, people who advocate for better walking, uh, had made a comment, and I, I popped an email back and said, uh, a tweet back and said, Look, sir, I'll, I'll send uh, an email to uh, NZTA, who are responsible for the tunnel, and see if they're interested in putting up some sort of a, uh, a sign to see if that makes any material difference. All right, you want it banned completely? Well, it's already banned. I mean, it's illegal to operate, uh, to use car horn uh, unless yeah. in an emergency. So I'd, I'd like to see it, uh, uh, the, the tradition die out. I know people think it's a, uh, a valuable tradition or a, a, a long-term tradition, and uh, but uh, traditions change. And uh, just as uh, people used to have, uh, um, quite uh, happily blow smoke at each other in restaurants and things, that tradition has changed. Yeah. So it's just a traditional thing, is that people decide to toot their horn when they go through? That's right. Oh, look, there's a, there's a story, which is a, a proven story, about the uh, the murder of a, of a young woman in the uh, uh, at the time the tunnel was being built, and, and she was buried in the uh, uh, in the spoils, uh, poor woman, and uh, uh, the the, uh, the boyfriend, the perpetrator, was was uh, was hanged for it. I, I mean, he's one of those guys. The more you let him talk, the more you realise. Wow, you're completely insane. Uh, probably uh, one indicator was the way he greeted Larry when he started the interview. Chris, good evening to you. Yep. Yep, no, good evening, uh, hello, or nice to be with you. Just, yep. I mean, that's not manners. I'm Glenn ZB, and, okay, I'm no news expert, but at least I've got manners, usually. Uh, that has been News Talk Zed Bean. I will uh, see you back here again tomorrow. Yep. Yeah.